And welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Pulse of Finns Nation. I am your host, Louis Song, and I am joined by Ron Caniff, and I am joined by Chris Early, otherwise known as Duke. We have got a lot of stuff to talk about today. I'm going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about Teron Armstead. We're going to be talking about Jason Pierre-Paul. We're going to be letting Ron talk about the Jets. We're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff with the Washington Commanders coming up. So, We've got a big full docket ready for you to go on. And of course, make sure that you're listening to this either live with us right now, or you can tune in on the three yards per carry podcast feed after this is all said and done. If you are going to be checking it out on any one of your podcast uh, locations, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of them. You're, Ron, you're the, you're the expert on pods. Like where do they, where are all the pa- the places they can go? Spotify. Uh, where else is there? I mean, for Apple, obviously there's one spot, the, the Apple podcast app, but uh in regards to um, Android, I mean, there's a bunch of places. There's Spotify, right? And there's the, what is it, the Play Store and, uh, you know, all that stuff. I mean, yeah. there's, there's a bunch of places. I'm not an Android person, so I'm not really the expert. Oh, God. You know, this is funny video that I was checking out the other day as I welcome Alfredo Arciaga to the group as well. There was this video. It's uh, His name is Stephen He. He made a short basically breaking down. It's like Android has all these reasons why they're actually better than iPhone. They have better screen, better camera, better this. And people are all just like, oh, yeah, I'll still take the iPhone. I'm like, why? I don't understand. Is it just because it is Apple and is iPhone? Is it a cult? <laughs> I have an iPhone because uh, that's just what I started with. And I just don't want to have to start all the way over with every app I ever had. And It's an addiction. Yeah. <laughs> it's become, you just become accustomed to it. It's just easier. And I, now, I will mean, say this. Uh, the, the argument between PC and Apple, that's another one. Uh, yeah, the, at PC and Mac. I'm a PC guy, not a Mac guy, but I have an iPhone. Yeah, I'm a PC guy because cer- certain programs that I use for my former business – are only on PC and you can only use it on PC. And there's also so many things that work well with PC. For example, the mic I'm talking to right now, you could plug this into a PC. You can't into an Apple. Into a Mac. Yeah. Interesting. What kind of mic mm-hmm. are you using there, Alf? This is, you know what? Let me look it up because it's brand new. Is it just a USB? Or is it some kind of uh, XLR mic, and you have uh, an interface that you use? No, it's a it goes USB. I want a USB, so okay. it's portable, but it's a USB. It's a HyperX Quadcast S. Yeah, I don't even remember that one. You could pick one up for like one fifty. No, that's good. That's a good USB. That's more expensive than like a Blue Yeti or something. And then you guys, Lewis and Chris, you guys are using like gamer set pretty much. That's essentially what we're using, yeah. But I mean, it's always done well for me. So oh yeah, it sounds any... perfectly clear. It did. They didn't used to. It used to be you had to kind of have a setup like this to sound clear. But now you can just grab the like a PlayStation <laughs> set or whatever, and uh, you're. Ron always has that TV behind him, but he never has anything else. It's not a TV, man. It's uh, it's foam for a sound dampening. Oh, I thought that was a TV. No, it's to make no. it sound less echoey. Yeah, that's not a TV to your right. I mean, to your left. You mean uh, here, like right there? Your other left. Over there, Ron. (laughs) Over there. there. Your left, as in your left. My left. Yeah. Now point, (laughs) Ron. To your your right, bro. The other way. (laughs) (laughs) Your physical left. The only TV I have is the one in front of me. I'm looking at you guys on. Oh, okay. I thought that was. I always thought that was a TV over there. No, no TV. And I was, I was gonna, I was gonna ask, I was gonna 
recommend that you you put it like at you put your camera to the corner and then leave the TV on like on whatever NFL Network or ESPN or whatever. Yeah, I am gonna change this because it always looks good. It looks good when things are moving in your background. It looks good. Yeah, I am gonna move things around in here and uh, do some stuff. I just haven't done it yet. So. Well, if we want to avoid as much copyright as we can, just put Deep Space Nine or something. That's what you're currently watching. So, yeah, yeah, play, yeah that's that'd be pretty silly. Hey, listen, we all have lives outside of the NFL, but today is NFL Day, so let's get right into all the football talk. But before that, really quick, want to go ahead and mention that, as always, this show is brought to you by our good friends over at PrizePicks.com. PrizePicks.com is a revolutionary fantasy platform where you can now pick up to six different players across professional sports leagues, whether that is the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, one of each. It's up to you to decide. Just choose whether your chosen player will get more or less than their projected stat. They give you free squares, special Taco Tuesday promos, Flex Friday specials where you can get your money back if you lose or multiply the amount of money you can normally win. So with offers like that, it's hard to justify not signing up if you're any kind of a fantasy sports fan. So use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E, and they will match up to $100 on your initial deposit when you sign up. Get the promo code 5, F-I-V-E, go to prizepicks.com, deposit your $100, and let prizepicks give you 100 of their dollars for you to play with and get started winning today. And this show is also now affiliate sponsored by my Nintendo store. So if you're like me, you're probably a gamer at heart. And for nearly 50 years, Nintendo has been there for us, creating all time classics that are remembered by every generation growing up. And right now, if you click on the links in the description below, they have special deals going on for what are sure to be more top selling games in Nintendo's endlessly long lineup. Super Mario RPG, a classic from the days of the Nintendo 64, has been completely remastered from the ground up and has been released since November 17th for new audiences to enjoy Mario Mario's first ever RPG adventure. It's already in the top selling items. In fact, it actually somehow managed to beat out Super Mario Brothers Wonder, which is the Mario Brothers latest completely new game that is also out right now. Both critics and actual gamers are liking that game to bits. So if you know how hard it is for any gamers out there for those two groups to actually agree with each other on anything. So that means it's really good quality there. Just again, click the links in the description below on this YouTube video on Five Reasons Sports Network to order either of these awesome titles and you'll be receiving bonus items items upon making your purchase my nintendo store your best and quickest gateway to the world of nintendo and real quick before i forget uh if you haven't already done so make sure you use the link in uh that alf has on his uh profile here it's discord only fins you got to go to only fins only three dollars a month is the best three dollars you will ever spend i promise you because you get information that you can get nowhere else anywhere on the internet including the uh, cesspool that currently is twitter slash x i refuse to call it anything but twitter it is twitter okay seriously if you're still on twitter trying to discuss dolphins and a you know, with a group of Dolphins fans, like, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Seriously, just get it. I mean, you can still be on you Twitter if you want to be. You can argue on Twitter, but you can't actually have a discussion on Twitter. Yeah, but I, it, I, it definitely has replaced. Like, it used to be Twitter, Twitter, Twitter every day, hours, you know, day for me, Twitter. And now I, I might be in Twitter like five minutes every couple of days. That, that's it, honestly. Yeah. It happens. All right, so let's talk a little bit about uh, recap, recapping the Jets game. Ron, you weren't available to talk about it at all, so I want to go ahead and let you have your thoughts. So uh, thoughts on the Jets game and how that all went down. Thoughts on the Jets game. I, For me, I know that you're going to sound this is crazy. It was my favorite game of the year. It was the most impressed I've been with the team. 
Um, and the reason I say, I understand that obviously the offense wasn't what it looked like against say, you know, De- Denver, for example. Yeah. I don't um, know how anything can beat Denver in your, yeah, most exactly. I get list. that. But the, the defense, obviously they played good. They played great. I know we were playing maybe the worst offense in the NFL. Uh, they played great. Um, but the the what the offense did, especially in the second half with the running game against an extremely stout defense on the road with backups galore <laughs> on the O line was like short of incredible to me. A- absolutely. I mean, they pounded that that ball over and over again. They even finally did better. In the short game, in like the third and ones, et cetera. Like if you saw, if you go back for this particular game and I saw McDaniel doing something I can't believe I saw him do. I saw some third and ones where the guy just handed the ball off to Mostert and ran between the tackles. And it worked. uh, And it worked. Yeah. (laughs) And it worked. Imagine that. Uh, So uh, it was, uh, I don't know. It was just a fan. I just liked the game. I understand that, you know, Tua had a couple mistakes. He had the, the first interception was, it was kind of ugly. The second one I thought was just a really good play by the corner. Um, I mean, they're a good defense. They, they did that to go back and look at all the uh, QB. I mean, we've seen them on Twitter, right? And in, and in Discord uh, on OnlyFans. We've seen uh, what that defense had done to really, really good quarterbacks this year. And, uh, I mean, Tua stood above most of those stats, except for maybe the week before that, you know, Josh Allen had had a pretty good game against him. Uh, the first time he did not. So I, I was just really impressed with the win. It was more than convincing. Uh, and I just, we, me and uh, Duke had talked about multiple times, right. Going into the season that the next big test for this team, for this offense and their communication and trying to go against a good defense and a hostile crowd because they had struggled to do that so far. This was the test. It wasn't necessarily a whole team test to quote unquote, get a win against a great team, but it was absolutely a test for the offense. Clearly they fixed some of the communications issues. That was a, obviously a hostile crowd and, you know, they were pretty loud when they, well, they tried to be loud, you know, I think, I, but uh, don't I underestimate mean, what Igor and them do. Okay. It uh, wasn't as hostile as it looks. And, uh, and I, I was just uh, really happy with that part of it. I was happy with the run game. I was, I thought in the second half that, that Mike McDaniel called the best half I've seen him call this year in regards to play calling. I mean, I just loved what he was doing with that. And a lot of that was on the short yardage stuff too. He finally just decided, Hey, let's, let's just get classic here and run the ball. And um, I really liked it. And I'm, and, and then I'm going to go to, man, and it just, uh, it just kills me first more for him than me as a fan and the team about Jalen Phillips. It, it kills me. But I still think this defense is looking is looking to be top five. If you have, I don't know if you guys have looked and see where their rankings are year to date, right? Season to date, I should say, in regards to yardage. But you're talking about starting from the bottom and now coming up. And everybody's talking about, oh, have you seen this team's defense? Have you seen what the Broncos' defense has done? Nobody's talking about what the de- the Dolphins' defense has done the last three or four weeks. I mean, they have been stout. When I say nobody, I mean nationally, not necessarily speaking about Dolphins fans. We know um, they have been stout. And against the run, I mean, we're like a top 10 rushing uh, defense now. You want the numbers? We gave up like 250, 260 yards the first game, man. We were getting gashed in the run game. I mean, we are 
coming along. I mean, we talked what we gave up. Is it 35 yards and 27 yards in the last two games on the ground? I mean, the Jets can run the ball a little too. So, and, and the and against the Raiders, it was Josh Jacobs, right? So uh, we saw what he did against uh, the the Chiefs. I mean, I know a lot of it was on a long run, but uh, I was just extremely happy with the game. Again, I'd like to clean up the turnovers. We I feel like we keep saying that, and I'm really nervous. That's what going to be what gets us in the end and keeps us from getting to where we want to be. But I had a friend who asked me, and I'll call him a casual. Right, so he's more of a casual Dolphins fan, and he thought, "Hey, man, do you think the Dolphins are going to go to the Super Bowl?" And I said, "You know, you, you can't predict who's going to go to the Super Bowl." As a fan, I like to think, "Yeah, we're going to go to the Super Bowl," but sitting back and just looking at the team and objectively analyzing, I can say confidently, one hundred percent, without being a, a, a fan, quote unquote, the Dolphins have as good a chance as any of the other great teams in the AFC or good teams in the AFC to go to the Super Bowl. That is 100%. They have as good a chance to go to the Super Bowl as the Chiefs, as the Ravens, as the Jags. <laughs> they just, they simply do. And that's where we want to be. So I think we're, as we build towards the season, we're getting to where we want to be, have things to clean up. Probably always going to have things to clean up, right? The team that won the Super Bowl every year, probably quote unquote, if they had another game to play, would have things to clean up. But uh, I'm, I'm excited where the team is. I, I really, really am. And uh, looking forward to seeing what it looks like as we move into the, you know, tougher stretch of the season here at the end. Well, do you want the the defensive numbers? Yeah, go for it. Um, So in terms of total yards, they are currently seventh. Uh, Rushing defense, they are currently sixth. If you take away week one uh, in terms of yards per game, uh, right now, they are currently 92.8 yards per game. They gave up 240 or 230 yards the first game. If you take that out, they would be uh, they would be uh, the number one rushing defense in the league. So since week two, they're number one rushing defense in the league. Yes. There you 65, go. And, I, and, and it's been a slow and steady build, too. It's not like we were crushing them and now people are figuring it out. It's going the other way around, which is where you want to be, right, defensively, as you get think- into December. I think we've allowed two teams. I don't have it pulled up right now, but we've allowed two teams to go over 100 yards rushing. Uh, One was the uh, Buffalo game, and the other, strangely enough, was the Carolina game. Beyond the Chargers game, you mean? Yeah, since week uh, since week one. Since week, yeah, since after week one. uh, Even Philadelphia and their strong rushing attack gained 99 total rushing yards. So um, they've shut most everybody down. And that's where we were last year, and we and that's what's exciting about this because we we were told that the the soft spot in this defense was going to be the fan, the Fangio defense was we're not going to give up the big plays, but we might be a little soft on the run. Now we're kind of both, right? I mean, haven't we given up like I'm trying to think about it. how many like big over the top plays have we given up this season? I know we gave up one against Adams in the Raiders game. I mean, I'm I'm trying to think. I'm sure there's a few others. I just can't remember what they are. It's been very few. So that part is held true. But now we're stopping the run as good as we did last year. We were real stout running defense last year. I mean, man, this I, I, I want to see the I'd love to see the offense kind of get back to where they were, but I don't know if that's going to be possible. That that was just a, a prolific, crazy pace that they were on. Uh, but they're still a top five offense, right? I mean, absolutely. So they have the weapons and the, and the special teams is 
coming along, right? The 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 kicker doing a little better and made it some made some fifty he, he, yarders. He, he made one. He, a dead clock, Ron. He, a dead he clock. Had gone nine, he had gone one for ten at one point. I will take the one that we needed. That's right? not and progress, give, though. I'll give McDaniel the credit to put him back out there after he'd missed the one. And Bailey has actually been punting better. He actually has been punting better. And special teams coverage has been much better as well. So special teams is coming along. It's playing a little better. It is the, clearly the weakest of the three units. The defense is trying to sh- tell the offense, hey, you may not be the best unit on this team. And that's pretty exciting when you have an offense as good as we do. I mean, man, things are things are looking up for this team. We and I I know this sounds crazy because earlier in the year it was all the talk about Miami. Now people now the national media is kind of start to focus on the Ravens, and now they're like liking the what the Broncos are doing, and they're talking about, of course, the Niners and the Eagles, and they saw what the uh, Chiefs did to the Raiders and. Suddenly they're forgetting about Miami. They're not talking about Miami. They're not thinking about Miami. And they're not really looking at how good this Dolphins team is. And I tell you what's going to happen. They're ignoring purpose. They're ignoring Miami. Miami, And they're going to continue to try and ignore them until they play. When's the next really good team we play? Is it Dallas or is there one before that? Yeah. The the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, (laughs) (laughs) there you go. When Dallas comes to Miami and we kick that ass, then they're going to talk about us again. Because that's what's going to happen. No, they'll, they'll say they'll say that Dallas always loses to to good teams, so they'll just sw- they'll just shift to slandering Dallas. They'll yeah. play the Stephen A. Smith uh, "Accident Waiting to Happen" song and explain yeah. away what happened to the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. There you go. So well, I'm excited about that. I thought this was a good indicator of where the team is going, and um, I just don't want them to look because the thing that makes me the most nervous is I, I keep saying I've said it every week for weeks. Miami is the one good team in the NFL that does not have a bad loss. A loss where you say, man, they shouldn't have lost to that team. Like the Ravens lost to the Colts, and the Niners have lost to a couple teams, and the Eagles lost to the Jets, and uh, the Chiefs lost to the Broncos. The Ravens, the Ravens actually have a couple of losses like that. Yeah, they, exactly. They, they farted around for like 60 minutes against the Steelers and lost to them. Anna, so so you've seen all those good teams take L's that they shouldn't take, except for the Dolphins. So it makes me a little nervous. However, Miami, even the Eagles, the, the Eagles lost to the Jets. They lost to the Jets, yeah. So it makes me a little nervous. But even um, you know, except for one game, Miami is pretty much blown out inferior teams, except for the Raiders. That was the only team, the like I say, quote unquote, inferior team, and they didn't even look that inferior because they won two in a row. And shit, they went up fourteen zero. On the Chiefs, you know what I mean? So maybe they're not as inferior as we thought, but it was like the one game where like, eh. But we still got the uh, got the win. So we got the Commanders, and then is it the Titans after that? Yes. Uh, I don't really look ahead at the schedule. Commander, commanders, the, the, the rest of the season's Commanders, Titans on Monday night at home, mm-hmm. Jets at home, Dallas at home, Ravens on the road, and Buffalo at home. Yeah, so, so we got to just really make sure we – we focus, focus, focus on the next three and not lose focus thinking about it, but get to 11 and three, which how exciting will that be? And, uh, and just get ready for that little kind of playoff prep, <laughs> right? Those three games are going to feel like playoff games. They're pretty much against playoff caliber teams. Even if we don't believe Buffalo will be there, they're absolutely a playoff uh, team, uh, a caliber <clears throat> team, whether they make the playoffs or not. Um, but I'm excited, man. I, I'm I'm loving. It. I just don't want us to have a slip up. I want us to get to 11 and three. It'll really 
really put the pressure on the other teams too as well and 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 you know make it a little easier because that is a little bit of a tough tough sledding those last three weeks miami has a miami has a a magic number Uh, any combination of four and they win the division now who would have thought that they had a chance to wrap up the division before christmas yeah before the season started everybody thought including us on the podcast we thought that that last game would would decide the division against buffalo that last game, we might have the opportunity to think, do we start our, our starters? Do we bench them? Can we keep Buffalo out? Is Buffalo already eliminated? And then we'll just play, you know, backups on backups. You know, I mean, so, I wouldn't mind. That would be such a change of pace from what we've had to deal with. We would always play our starters just because we want to ruin the other team's day. Mm-hmm. Now we're the guys who get to about <laughs> damn time. <laughs> I put I put it in the title. The Dolphins are shoe ins for the AFC East. There is the again. This is the same thing I said told Duke. And again, knock on wood, Finns Nation. I said it. The only thing that can derail this season at this point, even if Ty, like God forbid, even if Tyreek went down, okay, even if something happened to Tyreek. That still wouldn't be enough. The only thing that can derail this season for Miami is if something happens to Tua. And from what we can tell, and uh, Alpha CK, I believe, pointed this out by highlighting a video during the game, that even though Tua can't control how somebody knocks him down, it looks like his jujitsu is actually having giving him much better body control, so he's avoiding Absolutely. smacking his head against the turf. I, yeah. I although, promise he's, you. Although, although the past two weeks, and we pointed this out on the on the podcast, the past two weeks he's decided to try to run safeties over, and that's <laughs> still, not a good idea. This he past still week, he, trucking the Jets that one year. <laughs> well, he tried to truck Jordan Whitehead uh, on on Friday, and he got a hole in his right arm for it. Uh, yeah, he to, he's gonna need a tattoo touch up. Yeah, and now, if you want to run over Zach Cunningham against the Eagles and the you know or Kevin Beard in the Super Bowl, you want to do that? Go ahead and do that. But for now, just slide, just you know, throw it out of bounds. You know, we don't need you running anybody over. Yeah, he's done a good job overall, though, of protecting himself this year, big time. He's especially not holding on to the ball too long and taking just unnecessary wallops like he did last year like he's really has truly learned his lesson about the importance of that and the jujitsu has helped and i i will not be surprised if there'll be some other quarterbacks that decide that anybody that maybe has some concussion issues that maybe decide to kind of go that route and give that a shot because it has been helpful for him. well according to the nfl two is the only quarterback in the entire nfl that has concussion issues so i mean keep yeah, that right. in mind <laughs> keep that in mind which isn't true but a kenny pick which yeah, isn't no. true so now, Kenny Pickett's invincible. Uh, Duke, it looks like you had something to say. Well, I wanted to say, I know in one of the shows we had before the season started, I mentioned that I think Miami could have a top five offense and a top five defense. And Ron I, Ron, I remember you said, uh, well, that's the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I don't, I can't pronounce his last name, so I'm not going to try, but his name is Brett, and he is the football communications for for the Dolphins. Brett I think, However, uh, I'm not even going to attempt it. But anyway, as of week five, Miami's first in total defense, first in yards per play, uh, tied for first in offensive points allowed, second in rushing defense, third down defense, their second, second in first downs allowed, net yards, third, uh, yards per rush, fourth, passing defense, seventh. That all sounds like a top five defense with a top five offense. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's exciting. Stuff. And we, in that and, stretch, even though we haven't beat these quote unquote good teams, we have played good teams in that stretch. <clears throat> we so. did beat a good, we did beat a good team. Denver Broncos. The Broncos. Yes. By 70, our, uh, 70 points we put on yeah. them. 
There you go. It uh it uh we it it, it strengthened our strength of victory. There yeah. you go. <laughs> that, interesting how that works. <laughs> like, but All this right. isn't college, so who cares? Yeah. Uh, Zach Bevanek, he's this comment's been in there for a while, but I just wanted to highlight it. Eight and three, and we're not going to fumble it like we did last year. No, but because you know why? And you know why it's gonna not going to happen? Because Duke pointed out all the numbers that show why we're top five offense, top five defense. You know why we're there? It's not just the talent that they have. It's because we have a top five coaching staff. Oh, absolutely. Top Butch, five Butch coaching Barry, staff. Man. Butch, Butch Berry <laughs> has become the, the NFL's new uh, Dante Scarnecchia. taking. Absolutely chicken you know what and turning into chicken salad i don't know how he managed to do what he did with liam eikenberg austin jackson lester cotton looks halfway decent you got keon smith a third string left tackle looking solid <laughs> like this guy like so many people hated him i don't get it like was it because he was pushing him too hard did he not like because he left it, he left post-it he left notes. mean notes in the, the <laughs> on their, oh, on their no. locker <laughs> uh, that's funny I, that's wild to me that so many people just hated this man's guts and he'd come into Miami and he's turned the, all these, what we thought were busts. We wanted Austin Jackson gone. We wanted him to, we, we thought he was going to be out of the league after this. If he I was, was the, the if, I was, if I was the Dolphins owner, I would just walk in and hand him a blank check. Said, just fill in what you want and just stay here. I, absolutely. And I don't know that Butch Berry is really, a candidate to be somebody's offensive coordinator anyway, at least no time soon. So I could imagine Butch Berry here for the long haul with McDaniel. Yeah, I, don't I could Scarnetia. see that. Scarnetia never got looks as an offensive coordinator. No, no, he was just an O-line guy for, I mean, how many years? I mean, I know it was two different stints. Wasn't it like 13 seasons or something? 14 seasons a lot. with Belichick. It was a lot. I looked at, at it a few days ago, just thinking about, man, be so awesome to get to a point where they give McDaniel a true extension. We have a guy that's around for a while and keep Butch Berry around for a while. Cause you know, Fangio would, I guess he would like to want to go coach again. If he got an opportunity, somebody, and, uh, I would imagine Frank, so, somebody's probably going to pick up Frank Smith. Like, you know what I mean? And uh, maybe Wes Welker steps up into that. Office yeah. I don't think Fangio, I think Fangio's done uh, coaching and I don't think anybody's going to actually go after him. I think Frank Smith. Yeah. Could be poached. Absolutely. Well, we still have Daryl Bevel, so we can just move him up. Oh yeah, and, yeah, Daryl. Yeah, Darryl no, I think Bevel. I think Daryl Bevel will probably stay at QB. Co- I think Wes Welker is the most likely to be elevated to offensive coordinator. So that opens the door Smith for Brian Hartline to be the new wide receiver coach, right? Probably. Yeah, <laughs> that, and that makes that makes perfect sense. Where is Hartline now? Is he's he still he's at Ohio? College, he's, still, right? he's still yeah, he's still there in uh, or like Ohio State or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's so still, yeah, absolutely. That's something that can happen. And let me say, say let me say this about, about about Butch Barry. Somebody has to get credit, right? For guys improving. Keon Smith was a guy that now let's be real about this. Keon Smith, I think, is a tackle. He is, and he looked terrible at right tackle in the preseason. So he might just be a left tackle. But what's wrong with that? You found a guy, a guy that was kind of useless last year in camp. You look at him now, and he's really capable as a left tackle. But that's not who I want to focus on. I want to focus on Liam Eikenberg. I'm I'm one of the biggest critics there is in anywhere in media of Liam Eikenberg. I wanted to cut him. I don't mind starting him now at left guard when Robert Hunt comes back because he's actually he's not only improved, he's playing at a high level against the Jets. 
I recommend anybody who has the All-22, just put that thing on and just watch the offensive line and watch Liam Eikenberg, okay? First of all, if you watch Liam Eikenberg, the guy right next to him, Connor Williams, had as good a game as any Dolphin has had on the offensive line all year, okay? Uh, He's one of the best centers in football. But watch Liam Eikenberg in this game. He was awesome. He was just perfect in this game. Perfect in technique, perfect picking up stunts, good in pass pro, good in the run game. He was just good, period. To the point, again, that I say as soon as Robert Hunt comes back, I think that's that's your starting left guard again. Let's do it. I mean, wins out probably for a while, I assume. Yeah, well, I don't think yeah, we're coming back. So. You know, we don't think so? I mean, at the very least, not this season. Well, that's I really, what I meant for this uh, yeah. season. You know, I, I, but he he signed what a one year contract. I'm not sure. I don't know. So if yeah, it was yeah. a one year deal, look that up. It was if it was a one year deal, and we have guys who are balling now, or are at least I don't know balling. I I I understand what Alf is saying, but I would need to like sit down with with him or somebody else who understands offensive line play much more than I do off the top of my head because it's going to take a little bit to convince me of Liam Eikenberg. Dude, I, I want to go back to Keon Smith. That dude was tossing people in the game. Um, uh, Kaufman, Chris Kaufman, obviously from uh, three yards uh, for carry, three yards only for carry $3 a month. and only fence. Um, <laughs> he sh- he put like some little clips in there of Keon Smith, just, just tossing dudes. I was like, what? That was hilarious. I, I don't about, think I've ever, sorry, I'm sorry. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And how about and how about Austin Jackson? Austin Jackson spends an entire game going to going to war with John Franklin Myers and then decides, you know what? We're up enough. I'm gonna punch a guy in the face. I'm gonna swing on this dude. <laughs> I still never saw the video. I, so he did throw a punch. No, I yeah. saw him throw the punch and didn't see. I didn't see a flag. So I thought, I guess they didn't think he threw a punch. And then all of a sudden, I saw him walking out. And I was like, Is he hurt? And then I realized, Oh no, he got kicked out. That's wild. Um, by so, the way, sorry, dude. Go, go ahead. I was going. I have a question for Alf. So looking at contracts moving forward. And with the development of a guy like Keon Smith, do you believe he's? A, do you you are believe, going in the same direction as me, I think. You believe he's a guy that you can move forward with as a starter, uh, post Teron Armstead. I think he. I think they're developing him in that direction, uh, but I think in the immediate future, um, I think Teron Armstead's contract is a little onerous to get out from under next season yeah Yeah. i don't think you're getting out from under it well you could do i think you know that teron armstead is not a guy who's going to play 17 games right i could see i could see a situation where keon smith is next year's kendall lamb and if they don't bring back kendall lamb uh, you know i could see keon smith being that swing tackle that guy that steps in for either guy on either side although you know, like I said before, uh, he didn't look good in the preseason as a right tackle, and he has that left tackle look. He's nimble, he has good feet, good athlete. He's he's more of a left tackle, in my opinion. So I think that that's that's the direction that they're headed. 
I would like to point out very briefly because there have been a, there was a lot of speculation early on about what exactly was going to happen with Teron Armstead, and this is something that I I was honestly shocked when I saw it because it popped up in the OnlyFans uh, server. This tweet that I did not realize that could come from Teron Armstead. Omar basically uh, pointed out that Armstead was not having a great game, and Armstead quote tweeted him and said, "And here's I, I'm pulling it up here for everybody watching live. This is accurate. He was sloppy and unacceptable." And he will put the work in and be better out there for my team this weekend. This weekend against the Commanders this weekend. So he went out of the game and we thought he was hurt. And maybe he was, but it looks like not hurt enough that he's not saying, oh, I'm not going to play for a while. He's basically saying, no, I'll be there. Yeah, it sounds to me like he's going to play. I thought the same thing for McDaniel, too, in the presser yesterday. It sounded to me like he was going to play. But do you know the one thing? Um, that tweet from Armstead was missing at me next time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the one thing it was missing. I will say this. He did not get treatment after the game. Uh, he did not get treatment on the sideline and I could not find in the all 22 anywhere he got injured. And I showed the, the last play he got that he played. He actually had a really good pass pro rep. So, but Omar was right. He was sloppy in the game. He wasn't sharp. Uh, especially in the run game early on. But um, it's good to see that he's proclaiming himself healthy for, for Sunday. Well, if anybody's going to. But it is funny that our left tackle, well, our left tackle put himself on a pitch count. Like he just looked at the scoreboard and said, oh, we're not, we're up enough. I'm done. See what happened was Keon Smith's on the sideline. Like, look, dude, I want to play. Get me in the game. And Tron's like, I'm out. Put me so, in coach. Yeah. Yeah, but he ended up going to right tackle instead because Kendall Lamb played left tackle. Hey, look, I was all about I was all about I, if I had been the GM, I would have extended Austin Jackson on his way into the tunnel. When a dude gets in a fight like that, like especially against the Jets, just he's a dolphin for life. Just sign him up. I don't okay. think McDaniel likes that, by the way. Hold on. I, he I probably doesn't. I love it. I love it. Like like, like, they don't like it. But as fans, we get into I, it. I yeah, mean, if course. it was like 17-13 or something and it's a close game, yeah, don't do that. They they didn't have a chance. I mean, that was just – they were awful. And you kind of knew basically by the second quarter, it's like, all right, the Dolphins just need to score a few and this game's over. Go eat some leftovers, whatever. Right. So, yeah, go ahead and fight those guys. We don't care. I'm going to make a prediction. I think the Jets' defense is frustrated, starting to give up. Um, I think the hope that they had, the team had, of maybe Aaron Rodgers coming back is gone and the offense is just so bad. I don't think the Jets are going to win another game this year. I think the defense is going to slowly but surely start to kind of come down. They're Clearly, not they're not the – what did they th- say they were? The 85 Bears slash 2,000 Ravens <laughs> defense. Clearly, they ain't that. When, you, when you're taking second and third string uh, – you know, uh, linemen and and lining up and running for 80, 90, 100 yards and a half on them. Clearly, they're not that. But uh, I think they're going to give up. And that offense is so putrid. I could see the Jets losing out. I, I think I they already gave up. I really do. I, 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 I really they think they've started up. to give up. They, and, they've got uh, the Patriots at the end of the season. That's the best. I, I think the Patriots will beat them. And that's saying a lot right now. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. And the, the key number, the key number for the Patriots is that they had two wins. You need to get them to four. If they get to four, then they pretty much has no shot unless they package a pile of picks at either of the top two quarterbacks. No, I don't think uh, we'll have to worry that much about it. Bill Belichick will oops his way into at least two more wins because he's still Bill Belichick. So 
and 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 even though he they will agree to quote unquote mutually part ways this this offseason. Oh yeah, somebody somebody's gonna have the Chargers are gonna have to give up like a first and a third to get Belichick. That that's probably part of why they signed him because they can trade him. Hmm. I'm I think he might go to Carolina. Man. Over the nah. Chargers? Nah. nah. He likes nah. California. Nah, he'll he'll go to the Chargers. He's not going he's not going to go to Carolina. That's like a that's a like that's why? a rebuild. That's a yeah, rebuild. yeah, you don't want to do that. No, I think he's going to the Giants. And then really? you're gonna see, yeah. And, and the Giants aren't a rebuild with Daniel Jones. That's like what trade one necessar- Jones for another Jones. They're not necessarily in a rebuild. They're a team that won eleven games last year and made the playoffs. They just have a ton of injuries. That's the way they're gonna reason it. And they have cap space coming up. They could spend that cap space to get right back into the playoff hunt. And that's his dream job. How's the guy going to retire? And he's never going to do his dream job. And he brings back Josh, Josh McDaniels. <laughs> Probably. And then everybody, what happens to a Brian Dable? Well, guess who? Buffalo. Guess who probably, yeah, exactly. Guess who's getting canned in Buffalo? McDermott. Guess who's likely going to be hired? Josh, Josh Allen's BFF, Brian Dable. So, it's almost too perfect. There's so much musical chairs happening. Um, so real quick, uh, we want to be able to get into this. Uh, Oscar Quintero asking us, what do we think about Jason Pierre-Paul? That was one of the uh, topics I wanted to briefly get into. So just to be clear, Jason Pierre-Paul is currently 34 years old. He is. At, he was on the Saints practice squad. He Although he, he did played, play this past week. He played one game. He played one yeah. game for the practice squad. He had two tackles. Like I, I looked up his numbers just so I could try to be a, at least slightly more prepared that, than I actually am. Though in 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 with the Baltimore Ravens, he played in 14 games, started 13 of them, an interception, five pass deflections. As far as his actual pass rushing, he had three sacks, 26 total ta- uh, tackles. Five of them were tackles for a loss. So how he was ages? starting, or he was more of like a a depth like backup role like a rotational player probably was more of a rotational player. he was probably more rotational yeah. uh i did pull up his uh his pff stuff here let me see what it said here for pressures uh in 2022 for the ravens he had 22 total pressures that's what that i can good. see or am i looking at the wrong thing hold on hurries with that hurries would be uh would hurries be considered pressures yeah no, uh, pressures hurries Pretty yeah, I think that's facts, hits, tackles. Hold on, total. I mean, to, to say oh, while you're looking at those mass? stats, Lewis, the, the thing with pressure this, the passer. Okay, if they were signing JPP to replace JP, right? And like, okay, JP's gone now. JPP's a starter. I'd be like, no, but do, you're literally starting him to. You're just putting him in there, and he's gonna get like, like eight, ten snaps a game, probably, maybe, like eventually, right? And he, and the only way he gets serious reps is if. Van Ginkle or Agba and or, uh, and or Agba. Yeah. If one of them went down, then he would start to get more snaps beyond that. He's just a depth guy. He's got some experience. He's won a super bowl. He fits the scheme. Um, you know, all of those types of things. I'm sure Fangio, you know, put his signature on it. He's like, yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm, I'm what fine with it. I, I think, I don't, I think it's fine. I don't think it's going to have a big impact on us. I don't think it's going to have a negative impact on us. I think we'll see him make a play here and there. And we'll be like, yeah, cool. That's why we got that guy here. Good play. Good deflection. Good. No, I'm, all, I'm all down for veteran leadership. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. And I'm not exactly opposed to the Jason Pierre Paul thing, but this is the thing that confuses me. 
honestly. And I don't know, maybe you guys know a connection to Fangio with Jason Pierre-Paul that I don't, but we saw what Melvin Ingram did for Miami last year. He's still on the street. Why don't we just bring him back? I mean, it's a different scheme. Maybe that's why. I, I don't know it. Maybe, you know, you have to have the right player who's willing to accept the role he's going to be given, accept the money we're going to offer him. All those things have to be a fit. And perhaps with Ingram, that's just not a fit. We don't know what's behind the scenes conversation. Well, Ingram's on the on the Ravens practice squad, so it would be a poach situation as well. Yeah. No, he's uh, not. Wait a minute. Hold on. Melvin yeah, Ingram. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's on the Ravens practice squad. No, he's no, he's not. Three you days sure ago, somebody that? was saying free agent rush, a free agent fit for the Vikings. He's Hold nowhere. On. Yeah, I, I just think that we don't know what those conversations are and what they that looks like. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't think he's toast. Maybe he has some kind of injury we're not aware of. I mean, Something he was tweeting happen. out he was tweeting out uh, eyeball responses on Twitter too. That means that uh, means comment. yeah, that means nothing. You know but what I mean? That like, hey, we need you back, man. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'd like to be back. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's nowhere. No one has come up to. No one's I, even asked him to come and work out for them. I'm gonna trust the team. And again, this isn't the same side of the ball, but I'm going to trust the team that thought uh, um, Austin Jackson would be a good right tackle and uh, Liam like I can and Liam Eikenberg could be a starting center, but at least for spots and was right. I'm going to trust the team that said, um, I oh. think AVG can be a middle <laughs> linebacker and was right. Like okay. I'm going to trust the team that that thought those things and their ability to evaluate. I think that's what that might be one of the things we're over. We keep talking about coaching, 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 coaching. Another thing we're going to talk about is evaluation. This team, this coaching staff slash with Greer is probably some of the better at evaluating that we've had in a long. It's probably since Jimmy Johnson. Uh, let's be honest. This is probably the best combination of being able to get the talent you need and evaluate what you need for the team and that, hey, I know I can coach this guy to do this. I believe I can coach this this guard, Connor Williams. I think he'll be a good center, and it happens. I think I can make Liam Eikenberg be a center, even though we didn't see him take one snap at center for two years, and it happened. I think Austin Jackson is going to be fine at right tackle. I know he will be, even though he hadn't shown a bit except for the 14 snaps in a one game that lewis talks about right and it happened uh you know I, we have seen that over and over and over again with this coaching staff i'm gonna just trust them from now i'm gonna shut my mouth because i was crying like a baby about liam eikenberg starting at center before it happened i'm gonna just be quiet and trust them and on this one just gonna trust them because i have no other i have no reason not to trust them I just don't. They haven't given me a reason not to trust their ability Look, the fit, to evaluate who can do what and who's a good fit. The fit uh, scheme-wise is is much, much better with Jason Pierre-Paul. Uh, you you got to understand, you also are replacing the size of Jalen Phillips in the run game. And Jason Pierre-Paul is 6'5", 275 pounds. So he's he's helping you in that regard as well in, in the run game. So I don't think that they're looking at him too much as far as, you know, replace what Jalen Phillips gives us in the pass rush. I think they're looking at him more in, you know, on first down, second down, you know, can you play on the edge and set the edge like Jalen Phillips was doing? Against Derrick Henry and against Derrick Henry in two weeks. Right. So, you know, I think size is something that they really care about. 
in replacing Jalen Phillips. I think Melvin Ingram is at that point of his career where he's just a specialist. So I think Melvin Ingram, you know, I wanted Melvin Ingram because I thought that they could use that specialist role. But this just means that Emmanuel Ogba is going to be counted on to play a lot of snaps. And AVG is now that that edge rusher opposite of Bradley Chubb. And that wasn't a bad thing because he was pretty yeah. damn good when he was doing it. He was. And I, and I, I want to say, too, that we, we saw, we kept on thinking that this team eventually, every time any trade, anything, or space needed to be made, everybody was like, trade Ogba, trade Ogba, trade Ogba, trade Ogba. And it never even seemed to cross this team's mind. There was a reason for that. And now we see the reason, right? And then I'd like to add one thing with the JPP signing. I remember a little team last year called the Eagles that had a pretty good season that that uh, last year that made some mid-season signings when they had some injuries on the defensive line. That worked out pretty good them. for them. So, yeah, I'm correlating that there a little bit. But I'm just throwing that out there uh, as, a, as a bit of a parallel. All right. So, and by the way, uh, Duke pointed out uh, in our little private chat here that uh, the Melvin that is on the Ravens is Melvin Gordon, not Melvin Ingram. No, we don't need that guy. <laughs> no, we don't need Melvin Gordon. We're good. Now, man, when's Achan going to come back? Or Achan going to come back? Man, I'm supposedly I'm the I'm ready. Against, I, against McNeese State. McNeese State. <laughs> McNeese State. That's what they're doing. Uh, I, I made a joke about it, you know, a, a few weeks ago. But make no mistake, that's what they're doing. They're looking at the schedule like we are and saying, you know what? We probably don't need them. Like if 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 you could hook them up to a lie detector, if you could hook up Mike McDaniel to a lie, lie detector, he would like to sit Teron Armstead and Devon Achan until the Cowboys game. I just My first question to him would be, that vape that you were hitting in the Buffalo game, what, what, did it have marijuana <laughs> or did it not have marijuana? Were you that stressed out, man? Yeah, I'd be stressed out too trying to start Skylar Thompson uh, at Buffalo in a playoff game. Just saying. All right, we gotta get ready. We only got about less than fifteen minutes left, so we got into get into our zeros and heroes. So we haven't even talked about the Commanders at all. No. We play uh, the Commanders. They aren't good. We should crush them. They do have a very good passing offense, but they also turn the ball over a lot. Okay, wait, wait, wait. wait. Is there the passing go. offense just because they have to pass all the time, or is it because it's actually a good passing offense? I would like to plead the fifth. <laughs> that, that doesn't count uh, well it counts don't they have more passing yards than we do sam I howell has do. more passing yards than tua yes that is yeah correct. yeah that's crazy. what was it that dude pointed out to the his nation he has almost he's more than 100 more attempts passing the football now here's the thing they give up a, a ton of sacks a ton of sacks yeah so we should be able to feast in that regard uh the commanders will not be a walkover this is a team that everyone every once in a while peaks up to to fight and play a team really, really hard. They played the Eagles really, really hard. You can look back on that in that game. Um, they have a good passing game. They have uh, a couple of really nice receivers. On the defense, they got rid of their ends, so we're going to be able to rush on the edge on them. Like We have a decided schematic advantage. Um, I said so last week, by the way. Uh, remember when I was giving up my prediction that the Dolphins have a schematic advantage against the Jets' defense? Well, there it was. Um, I think it's the same against the Commanders, but I think the Commanders can make it interesting because they're a team that they're helter-skelter. We could easily go out there and win 45-10. We could easily also go out there and it could be a nail-biter 31-27. So, you know, um, stands to, you know, I guess we'll wait and see uh, which team actually shows up. Well, 
I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to say that Miami's not going to stress this. I'm just calling it here. But uh, any, in any case, uh, Ron, let's get oh, your I zero. Get first. You, you get to go first today. Let's get your I'm zero. I can give you guys uh, some uh, a weather report. Uh, it's cold as hell right now at FedEx Field. But for Sunday, 58 degrees, 50, uh, low of 56 possibly. It's going to be really, really nice. Well, it's cold uh, for me, but good for some, them. <laughs> some precipitation, though, uh, 34% at kickoff. So give or take a drizzle here or there. But it's not today. Like, if you look at the weather today in Washington, D.C. at FedEx Field, it's 30 degrees and snowing and disgusting So and slushy because that field is also – it's a mud pile. So – it's going to be good weather, essentially, on Sunday. Um, all right. So, Ron, all right, zero so heroes. Want, all right. So, my zero. This one's tough. So, it was tough it's for me to come harder up and harder to pick zeros, it's isn't it? so tough for me to come up with a zero. I got to stop saying Smythe every week. That's that's getting old. <laughs> um, and he's not the zero, bro. He's never the zero. His blocking is crucial. Yeah, man. I don't know about a zero, man. I feel you like can pick on defense if you really need to. It, again, zero does not mean you suck. It just I don't. I don't have it. anybody on defense I want to pick for a zero. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Lester Cotton <laughs> got nothing, bro. My hero. This is a slam dunk easy. Sorry, Duke. I knew who it's who you were probably gonna take. Sorry, Lewis. Probably who you were gonna take, man. It's uh Rip, Rip Van Ginkle, buddy. It's AVG. He gonna go, he gonna go off in this game. He's gonna have three sacks. He's gonna have a pick. He's just gonna be like like the the game ball guy for this game. I I just feel it. And for the score, I'll go 30, 32 to twenty one. All right, Duke. Okay, so uh, I, I thought about this all day because I was like, who am I going to pick for a zero? I can't really think of anybody. But I want to go with the same guy Ron did because I think Lester Cotton gets taken out of the starting lineup for Liam Eikenberg because I think Robert Hunt will be back. Uh, so he just gets well, – He's gets, really going to be a zero because he's on the bench. Yeah, so that 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 that's the only thing I got. As far as my hero, I'm going to go with Tua. Um, so I was looking up some of the stats. Uh, Washington is 32nd. Out of 32 teams, in terms of passing yards allowed, oh, they are goody. <laughs> they are 30th. And of course, Should they've I? played they've played 12 games, so they got that extra game in there. But they're 30th out of 32 teams uh, in passing yards per game allowed. They have they're not that bad on sacks, but their two top sack artists are now one of their teams, and the remaining sacks that they have, nine of those came against the Giants and Tommy DeVito. So they're not really getting after the passer much. The Dolphins' offensive line is going to be fairly healthy. I think Tua goes for four touchdowns this week. Um, so I, I think he—I I don't know how they are in like running. A bit defense. of a bounce back game for him. I'd love it, man. Uh, possibly. I, I mean, I think I think they'll run the ball well, uh, but I, I think that uh, um, I think it might be one of those that they get cute on the goal line and it's like a little touch pass or something or a little no look pass or whatever. So I think that they get he gets four touchdowns, but I think he puts up a lot of yards uh, against this 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 team that does not have a good pass defense. Uh, and then honorable mention, I'm gonna go with the entire defense. Um, they are third in the league right now in sacks. Uh, they might they are like nine behind the Ravens. Who are on a bye week? They might surpass that against the uh, 
the the uh, the, the re- uh, commanders. Sorry, um, it's it, I'm old man. The uh, yeah, their offensive line is not good. Sam Howell has taken. I said that I think on whatever the show was Monday or whenever. Um, he, he's he's on pace to break David Carr's record for most sacks taken in a season. So uh, I think. AVG and Chubb and Sealer and Wilkins and those guys help that help that cause along. So that's my honorable mention for for Hero. So um, I don't think they get much going. Final score, I'm going to say 31-17 with some garbage time points for for the Commanders. Alf. Uh, all right, I won't give out my my score or my my prediction because I got to give that out on my podcast yep. tomorrow. But my zero is going to be Zach Sealer because he will have the lowest sack total of everybody on the offensive line. He'll have just one sack. Uh, that technically does match the criteria for zero. Okay, so he's going to have the lowest sack total of everybody he's on the defensive line. only going to have line. one sack. Okay, Christian uh, Wilkins will have one and a half. Chubb will have two. Van Ginkle will have two. And, yes, Emmanuel Agba will have one and a half. They will have seven sacks in this game on sunday hero uh duke already picked uh two that's who I, I like for this game but hero i'm gonna go with tyreek hill because i think he gets right back on track to blow away those two thousand yards with a 200 yard game in this game all right they have a very good look i'll give you some insight to people that are gonna be watching this game they have a very good young rookie emmanuel forbes uh he's a hell of a cornerback he gambles like crazy He's a really, really nice player, but not yet. He's he hasn't faced anything like he's gonna face against Tyreek Kill. He might gamble one too many times, and two is gonna get him over the top. Tyreek Kill should have a monster game. And Forbes was out last week. So hmm. he might not even play this week. He he was on the injury report and he was out of the game. So he had an elbow injury. I'm just looking at it. This is last week's stuff. So I haven't seen an injury report for this week, but he did not play. He did not play uh Thursday. So yeah, even if if they if they have their talented young gambling rookie out, that makes it even easier. So all right. So we're gonna go let me go ahead and give mine. So I'm gonna go ahead and say that my zero is Jason Sanders. He's he's going to miss another fifty yard field goal. I, I we, a dead clock is right twice a day. Wrong. Are you sure about that? I'm yes. I've, I've never been more sure about anything in my life. That I don't even think he's going to get an opportunity miss a field goal. to kick a field goal, but okay. <laughs> Jason Sanders will miss. I'm not... I don't even think he'll get to kick one. I, I, I think Daniel will just say no. We, and he still counts play. as my zero because he'll be irrelevant. <laughs> okay. So You stop but... dogging on that man. We might need him, man. Don't, be, don't put that bad juju on no. the we... get, go get <laughs> Go get a new kicker next year. You don't need a, you don't need Jason Sanders anymore. Please get somebody uh, who's actually got to have him this year, buddy. <laughs> Trying to win a Super Bowl here, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, so he's my zero and ultimately my hero. You know what? I'm going to mix it up a bit. I'm going to say Jalen Waddle. 
I think that Waddle's getting himself more involved now. I think that the the red the uh, see I almost did it too. I'm so used to it. The Commanders <clears throat> will try to sell out everything to stop Tyreek Hill, and so that's just going to open the door for Jalen Waddle to go ballistic. And so I think he's going to have another 100 yard receiving game. Nothing Tyreek won't. Tyreek will have at least 100 yards receiving. I guarantee you that at this point. But I think Jalen Waddle's going to get his too. We're gonna we're gonna finally see another Waddle in this game. That'll be fun. And uh, my final score, Dolphins are going to score points. There's no way. If they don't score points in this game, then I really will start to think that they have a hiccup. I think the Dolphins are going to put up points by the hatful. It's going to be 35. I'll say they score 21. I'll give I'll give the commanders 21 points. How about that? 35 to 21. Miami wins, and they get to go back home and enjoy a nice, relaxing home game where everything is going to go their way because when they're at home, they are invincible. So one more thing before we go. Got hard knocks in about 30 minutes. Yep. So for anybody who's watching this, you can go if check you're watching out hard live. Knocks. Yeah, if you're watching live, yeah. If you're listening, uh, then... Uh, no. Oh, Parrish Stevens, Stevens in the chat wants to give his own uh, zero and hero. So his zero oh, okay. is are the linebackers, Baker and Long, and the hero will be the rest of the defense who sees uh, two touchdowns incoming on defense. By the so, way, everybody who, who keeps ripping on, on Jerome Baker, I hope that they're paying attention. Uh, and I hope you know that Jerome Baker's headed to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, he's having a good season. People aren't paying attention, but he's having well, a good season. He's having a monster season. Yeah. Okay, Alf, uh, point of order. Is he, going, is he going to the Pro Bowl because he deserves it in your mind, or is he actually getting the votes? Oh, well, he's he having a great season. He deserves it, yes. I agree, he deserves it. He's not he's going having to the a monster Bowl. season. He's not going to the Pro Bowl. Because he's Jerome would, Baker and he's a Miami Dolphins linebacker, he's not going to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> this is I, the I best would, linebacker we've had play we've had in in years. Like no one's paying attention. Like in years, David Long's getting way better. Like from the beginning of the season to now, it's like night and day with Long with the whole defense. I'm trying to find Jason Sanders' uh, field goals for over 50 yards on the road because. I think he has a streak going of made field fifty yard field goals on the road. Well, while you're looking that up, I won't interject. I don't think any of the Dolphins are going to be in the Pro Bowl because you can't be in the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl at the same time. Oh, boom! <laughs> I like it. That's great, Duke. Look at that, Duke hitting us with the the, the good stuff. All righty. We're going to go ahead and call it here. Thank you all so much for listening. If you haven't already done so, make sure you go to prizepicks.com. Use that promo code five. That's F I V E. And they will match up to $100 on your initial deposit. When you sign up, by the way, there is still a chance to get that last taco that's available for you to go with today. And of course, make sure you head on over to my Nintendo store, click on the links in the description below of this YouTube video. You will get bonus items upon making your order. So you have super Mario brothers, wonder super Mario RPG. All those are available for you to get your hands on. So make sure you do that. That's going to be it for the show. We will see you all next week for more Pulse of Finns Nation. Finns Nation is going to be coming on uh, uh, tomorrow morning, 5 a.m. Friday, again, another one. And we got pregame, postgame, all sorts of great stuff. Make sure you're checking out OnlyFins, $3 a month. And make sure you listen to the Three Yards Per Carry. That's coming up soon as well on Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. coming up on Thursday. And, so that and, and of course, my show. And of course, my show, my Q&A Live. OnlyFins Q&A Live is every that's, single Wednesday. That is on OnlyFins only, though. That's an exclusive. $3 a month, folks. Uh, it goes on the feed. You can listen to it every Okay. Week. Okay. So there but you go. Wanna, you but if you want to participate and ask questions. You have to be on OnlyFins. You got to be on OnlyFins. There you go. Yes. 
Uh, Hooked Up Joe says Price Picks is fun. Yes, listen to Hooked Up Joe. All right, we're we're done. So we'll see you all next week for another episode of Pulse of Vince Nation. <laughs>